It's the Tillcast, episode 393. Spider Guy. And this week, guys, we talk Gears of War 5 Horde Mode, Borderlands 3, Divinity 2, Original Sin, and Hollow Knight. Stay tuned. I fucking hate spiders. (laughs) Catching kids. And we're back. Oh, boy. Look yeah. at that. The fucking triple can. Triple can. And it is 9.13 on 9.13. Uh, is it really 9.13 on 9.13? Yes, it, it is. is. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, we're Friday the 13th in this bitch. Oh, boy. And on this, uh, on this side, we have... Jason. And... Nas. And Rusty. And, and we have Jason himself... Here at the table on Friday thirteenth. Mm. Yeah, we do. Hey, minus the machete. Just unless you've got something stuffed in your pants. No, but I do have a bolo <laughs> club. If you'd like oh, me to use. Oh it. no, thanks. <laughs> I will say to the uninitiated, um, we are a video game podcast we where are. we are going to go through about thirty minutes of bullshit, bullshit, and then after that, we're going to talk some games and other stuff. stuff. Yeah, it's an M-rated show if you haven't already guessed. Um, (laughs) If your ears are offended, um, we're sorry, not really. Um, (laughs) We're not going to say anything racist, homophobic, or anything like that. It's really just us expressing ourselves in excited ways. Without a filter. filter. Without a filter. (laughs) Fist bump. (laughs) Jesus. And that was a jinx. You now owe me another can. Son of a bitch. Yeah, speaking of that, I don't have a fucking candidate because my car won't start. Do you want to bang? What? Your car won't start. Yeah. (laughs) On Friday the 13th, you know what I woke up to? (laughs) So, late last night, I knew there was a slight leak on my toilet, right, that I just fixed. A slight leak. So, what you don't know, since last week, I remounted my motherfucking toilet because it was leaking. (laughs) Oh, um, that means digging out the ring, you know, oh, the, the flange that's on there, yeah, the wax ring and the uh, wax that was disintegrated. And I figured out welcome. why it was leaking because it wasn't, it was wobbly. Welcome to the glories wow. of home ownership. And throughout all of this, I guess uh, one of the washers to the tank has also died since I was moving a toilet. So after I got that and I sealed it and spent like three hours cutting fucking bolts to get this thing to in a place where I could remount the fucking flange, I now have a fucking leaky tank because the tank was moving when I was moving the toilet and those old ass rubber seals on or, you know, washers on the damn bolts are also fucked up. Oh, no. So I drained the water this morning at about 530 motherfucking a.m., and then I was going to get into work early because they had a lot of shit to catch up on so I could be on time for this show. And the motherfucking car wouldn't start on the motherfucking Friday, the motherfucking 13th. <laughs> motherfucker. So. Uh, <laughs> the fucking luck is not with you today. Yeah, so it wouldn't start. Got a jump. You know, my dad Jeez. lives like 30 minutes away. I asked him, I was like, hey, on your way to work, can you come give me a jump? So he did. Right. Not early to work, barely on time. Then I got to work and, you know, spent a ridiculous amount of time doing some bullshit at work. But um thought I'd come home for lunch. Car wouldn't start. Oh, jeez. I had to eat the cafeteria food, which is oh, not great. That's the worst. Um, Couldn't get any real caffeine, so I spent like $4 on an energy drink at work. Oh, my God. Um, And then I was just in a mood. Of course. I you mean, know. at that point. 
you know, your your day was already shitty enough. Yeah, like I was just like I was I was bummed. I walked out to my car. I was like, man, I was hoping to come home to some ribs. Nope, nope, nope. And then I realized I don't have very much food, so I have enough food to last me through breakfast. Oh my god, really? And it's I'm gonna have breakfast real tacos. Mm. <laughs> mm. Because I'm out of eggs and I can't go get eggs because I have to get a jump to get out of the fucking parking lot. Oh my god! I have to get a jump to get out of here. And then I went to fucking Walmart of all motherfucking places. I left work thinking I had enough time to get there. And I got there at about 640 and said, hey, this battery I got from you a year and a half ago is dead. What can I do to get it swapped? And it's like, oh, we don't have time. I was like, we don't I have can't time. Even, I, I, I can't even get out of the parking lot if if you don't have time he's like we're we, like, oh, sorry need? about you i was like i need a jump i was like if if you got a close shop right now then i need a jump so i get home because i came up here thinking you'd fix my battery which is inhibiting my car from starting again so no. yeah we'll give you a jump so that's some bullshit right there i don't mind calling walmart now i'm sucking it doesn't take them 10 minutes to fucking swap the battery. No, nah, it's the paperwork for the... You know, it's the, the paperwork for the warranty. Yeah. Even with that. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck, man. So now... It, like, your manager is there. I'm talking to somebody that's going to uh, be able to do There's only one person in the, up front and one... Figure um, it out. You're a multi-billion dollar company. You can, you can afford 15 minutes worth of fucking overtime. Figure I, that shit out. So I left because I was already pissed, and then oh, yeah. I called my dad, and I was like, hey, dad, I got a favorite ass. He's like, what's that? He's like, you remember that battery? Yep, still not working. I just got to jump from Walmart to go home. So he's yeah. like, I can meet you in the morning. He's like, how early? I was like, well, I need to get there at 7, so I need to meet dad in my driveway at 6.50 tomorrow morning. Damn. Damn. So I am just, I'm having Damn. a fucking ball yeah that sounds Dude. like a fucking day right there and i i woke up I'm like ah it's friday the 13th mm, it's a full moon too did you know that yeah so fucking yeah. friday the 13th with a full moon if you're fucking you know if you even fucking care about if that you're a, if you're bullshit. a wiccan you're overjoyed yeah you, well i guess i mean fucking hug your black cat or something i don't know Fuck, i don't know but hey <laughs> there is one thing keeping it from being the trifecta what it's only September. It so doesn't matter. matter. Fucking pumpkin spice is already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you it does like not an October, the fucking... <laughs> Friday the 13th in October of the full moon would yeah. just be like the perfect trifecta. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, well, really, any time after the, the after the solstice would the, be. It yeah. doesn't matter. As, as far as I'm concerned, as soon as I see my very first fucking pumpkin spice commercial, it's already fall. <laughs> Hey, the, you know, the basic bitches are already coming out. I'm going to be a basic bitch for just a second. I really like pumpkin spice coffee. It's pretty good. You turd. Jessa had me buy some from my, from, where was it? It was from, from it was like a craft shop or something. Mm, I can't remember. They had okay. pumpkin spice coffee. Pumpkin All right. spice. So I had some. It's pretty damn good. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the only thing, the only thing. Sweatpants and a hoodie. I will eat. That is pumpkin flavored, other than pumpkin pie, because pumpkin pie is mm, real pumpkin pie is pretty good. Real, real pumpkin pie is, is good. Yeah, is uh, 
the fucking pumpkin pie flavored ice cream at Brahms. That's terrible. And oh, everything about Brahms is No, not it's everything good. about Brahms is that so, to the uninitiated. This it's, is like a, a grocery chain that literally covers like two and a half states. It's, it's an ice cream shop slash hamburger joint that's better than Dairy Queen. Uh, uh, yeah, but everything about Brahms I hate. You don't I, like- I, I don't like Brahms. I hate it. I actually fucking despise Brahms. Mainly because it embodies everything I can't have on keto, but uh, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, there's no such thing as a keto ice cream from Brahms. Right, exactly. There's such a thing yeah, as keto ice cream, and it's fucking terrible. It, unless you make it yourself. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, now, even even so, I was looking at this with a friend at work. The quote keto ice cream, all the keto ice creams she found, they're like four servings to a pint, and each serving's like. 11 fucking carbs. Yeah. It's so like you half can, your carbs. So you could like basically like, have a spoonful it's of like ice cream. Half half of your carbs for the day for like three spoonfuls of ice cream. Yeah, it's not worth it. Not worth it's it at all. Not. No. Get yourself some heavy whipping cream. Flavor yeah. that shit. Yeah. With S- stir some, it in some ice and so, fucking freeze it. You just get some there's pureed a, there's fucking... A little, there's a little bit more to it than that. Yeah. That involves some egg product and a few other well, things. Well, yeah, you have to add some egg whites. Otherwise, it's going to be a fucking brick. Yeah. <laughs> you do have to have some egg whites and stuff make a custard. But I'm just saying, make it yourself and no carbs. Or just not fucking cheat yourself and, you know... Uh, I, I'm I'm big on not having any fucking desserts while I'm on keto, because basically all that is is saying, oh, I I can't fucking have it, I, I, I can't have the fortitude. No, no, I don't do fat bombs anymore. Actually, I I I still have fat bombs in my f- freezer for those moments of weakness, and I do have them. Uh, but uh, I I tend to not make anything more than fat bombs fat bombs basically fill in the gap of i don't want to cook a steak or i don't want to fucking like you know cook a you know anything meaty and or i'm fucking running out the door i need to have something quick that's what they that's what they're for they're not for oh i've got a sweet tooth going on you know because i'll sit there and fucking like fucking fat bombs yeah because they're like 800 calories piece right right well (laughs) realistically rusty's never really had a a big sweet tooth not really like there's certain things there are there are there are certain things but but outside of those very few things rusty doesn't has never really craved sweets no the 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 only thing I can think of is like this fucking uh, uh, like a sonic blast, it's basically yeah. just fucking soft serve with fucking candy put into it, yeah. you know, and they put it into a fucking mixer and pff, off you go with some whipped cream. And like the that's kind of my one fucking weakness. Outside of that, uh, sweets are take it or leave it for me. I really yeah. I, I could care less. So other than that, it's just been a motherfucking week of overtime. Uh, overtime. Yeah. Me too. Unpaid oh. overtime. Mm. Yep, same here. Yeah. Uh, well, I still don't get paid hourly. That's so a, fuck this, you guys. It's the slavery of salary. <laughs> it is the slavery of salary. I, I still get paid hourly. But you know what? I have. <laughs> I have discovered with that slavery of salary, there are certain things you can get away with that hourly employees can't, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. 
you know what? I get paid for all of my time. Uh, so. I've, worked 40, I've worked 44 hours, so now I'm just going to leave an hour early. Yeah. Or the other part of, like, I need to go home and do this thing, and I will be back. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, right. <laughs> or, or you just do it like I do. <laughs> Won't get into details, boss. Uh, uh, pretty much. <laughs> so, I will say... Uh, I hooked a dog over here. Yeah, I see this. It's like I just grabbed her front fangs is what happened. She won't close her mouth, but she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't understand. You've got full control over that dog. <laughs> she's like, what is happening? <laughs> What's happening? Oh, she's low. The dog is our podcast dog. If you are new. Yeah, um, one of the podcast dogs. Yeah, one of one of the podcast dogs. She is totally deaf, so she can't hear a damn thing we're talking about, um, which is probably blissful <laughs> when it comes to us she will find her spot as you know a spot and actually sleep throughout the entire episode as soon as Eventually. she's done she's done playing around but <clears throat> yeah fun times fun times fun times jason or rusty you guys got anything oh geez oh geez man I, i've just had a really busy week and and i and i've been Basically preparing, looking forward to, you know, to the week after next. So I only got four days left and then I get a week off. I can't fucking wait. I'm like, I'm right there to the point where I'm not necessarily wanting to care as much anymore. I just, you know, it's that one week of reset that pretty much anybody needs. That's what a vacation's for, mind reset, right? You fucking start hating on certain aspects of your job. You take a week off and you come back and you're right as rain or you quit. One of the two. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll say one one funny thing happened last week. I think it was Wednesday where I'm trying to get everybody out of the house, get going in the morning. And Titan rushes out the front door and... One of those fucking orb weavers discovered our porch. Oh, God. <laughs> and a giant ass fucking spider web in between, right in front of my wife's car. You know that? Oh, yeah. Right, that right there. That main shot right in front of the door, front door. Always eye level them orb weavers. Uh, right between the wall and the, the fucking upright post for uh -huh. the damn porch. Oh, yeah. So... He just runs out and face full of web. Just. Okay. Yeah. See, if it was me, yeah. I'd be on the freaking ground. You'd have to like use a flamethrower to get me back you, up. You could have swore that kid broke his leg. He was freaking the fuck out. Well, I would too. I feel the same way, kid. <laughs> uh, I mean, Titan's still kind of small. Like six? <clears throat> no, he turns five in November. See. It's, to walk into a spider web is traumatic. I mean, he's probably going to remember that for the rest of his life now. Yeah. Just like so, I did. I was going to say, like, I've got a method to this. <laughs> so you know how, like, the I don't do the Braves still do the tomahawk chop? Yes. <laughs> okay. So what I do is I take the the edge of my hand, and I do the tomahawk chop as I'm walking out the door in the middle of the night letting the dogs out. <laughs> and I just kind of walk in like a big... A big U-shape, so like a half circle doing the tomahawk chop around, just to make sure that I don't get face full of spiderweb. I can handle a handful of spiderweb. I don't like face full of spiderweb, especially when I had a longer beard, because I didn't want a spider get lost in my face. Oh, yeah. 
It, so, it just lives there now. Yeah. So after that, the rest of the week, the kids rush outside. Then they stop and go, is, wait, is there one? Is there one? Can I see it? No. I, I had one actually fucking, uh, you know, in my apartment. I live in a second floor apartment. So um, I had one, you know, build its fucking web across where the steps were going up. And I'm looking uh, and... I, I am already, like, arachnophobic, so fucking in tune with where these spiders could be. This fucker was sneaky. He was in the middle of the fucking rails between, you know, across where the freaking, uh, you know, steps were going up. But he had, uh, he, he had gotten about six feet up. So I was able to get underneath that fucking web. But I had to have looked like a fucking turd, man. I was, I was freaking like military crawling upstairs, man. And like I, I, I made sure that there was at least a two or a three foot clearance between me, which basically meant I was down on all fours coming up the fucking stairs. You know that they can you like Spider Man their way down, right? It, and and what if he had just swung down on his web? You didn't need to tell me that. Hey, I hey. looked to make sure he was still there if afterwards. You, you remember if that you one day still... that you were going out and they Spider-Man down like right in front of the door? It, well, it, he just, okay. Like, took the, he like rappelled down? Yes. So I looked before and then I looked after. Because if I looked before and the spider's still in the fucking web and then I get underneath it and get past it and the spider's no longer on the web, you're going to see a fairly large person strip naked right there and then you're gonna so, go to jail and he's gonna say so what's what sparked wh this spider-man <laughs> spider-man so after this are you going and like getting a lighter and an aerosol can and doing your best jeff daniels Just impression like flamethrower <laughs> no see the the thing with uh with spiders is they're fine as long as they live in their habitat and do their own fucking thing. As soon their as habitat they get, is everywhere. And as soon as they get into my space, that's when I have a problem. I can't, I, I can't deal. And these things are like fucking benign. Like orb weavers are benign. What if we lifted all of the soundproofing material and they were all covered in spiders? In, in here? Yeah. You wouldn't have a house left. Jason, did you, how many spiders back there? I'd burn it down. I'd burn it down. You have good house. Uh, you can have good homeowner's insurance, right? Because, yeah. you know, I don't have a lighter, but I could definitely fucking make fire. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> See, I don't. Spins a web. It is odd. <laughs> you guys are pricks. You know that? You're going to find that one fucking thing and just dig right in. <laughs> Assholes. It's not the, re the rest of the lyric is like, it's not look at it, it's Spider Guy, right? I, I, <laughs> what? I think it's look out. Here comes the Spider Man. Look out. Here comes the Spider Man. I, I don't like know. Spider I haven't guy. heard that fucking think, jingle since like the early 80s, I dude. I think I like Spider Guy. Spider, spider Guy. guy. Spider guy. <laughs> spider man. He's like your friendly neighborhood hobo spider man. <laughs> that, I'm like, I'm like your just, spider guy, dude. That just <laughs> reminds me how sad I am. So, Sony, 
couple of weeks ago, Sony and uh, Disney's deal kind of blew up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the 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 I mean, deal Di- was Disney wanted to restructure it so that because right now the way it was, Sony was fronting all the money for the production. Yeah. So Sony would. So Disney was only getting profits off of merchandising. That's it. Sony took all the box office, but they were producing it. They, they didn't were... take it all. They took a, a large percentage of it. No, they took it all. Really? Disney declined the 5% upfront money they offered. Well, all right. Well, whatever. So, um, anyway, the, uh, so Disney went back after, after in game and everything and basically said, you know, look, we've got, you want Fihi to, to make you a Spider-Man movie every two years, but we have these three other prof- properties we now need to integrate. He's going to be very busy mm-hmm. with that busy schedule. What do you want to do? Comes up, you know, comes a premium. So, but we don't necessarily, we understand we're not going to demand that you increase our funds or anything. What we're offering is to pay half the production cost and get an equal amount in return mm-hmm. of the and Sony wasn't ticket a, revenue. Right. Sony wasn't having it. Sony wasn't having it. Um, so is, Disney could buy Sony like 10 times over. So. <laughs> so, well, I'm sure it'll be a few years before they can actually do that. That Fox deal was pretty expensive. Yeah, well. Um, anyway, so... Spider-Man is now officially no longer a part of the MCU. Oh, I'm crying. Yeah. I I'm, am. <laughs> why are you crying? I'm a, I mean, just just look at it this way. These two Spider-Man isn't... movies are the best Spider-Man movies. That period. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, though, the I mean, mm, superhero movies are starting to get a little old. I mean, they're good and they make money, but. Damn, like, all of the big releases over the last fucking, what, 10 years have been fucking a Marvel franchise. Well, it has been pretty bad the last five years. Yeah. I mean, there's, I I want something, you know, I don't know, these these movies are good eye candy and you you sit in a seat for two hours and, the, you know, the companies make fucking loads and loads of money off of you. But what do you get? You get a you know you get a version of the story that you've you know that if you're a fucking comic book fan, you've already seen just a different version of you know. And if you're not a comic book fan, you're basically just there for the eye candy. I mean, you know, a lot of the special effects are what bring brings those fucking people to the you know that you know the theater to see it. You know, I watch superhero movies because well. There isn't anything else. You know, a lot of the talent is actually being sucked right into these. And, you know. And for the most part, that's all Disney. Right. Because you can't actually, you know, I mean, all we have, uh, Justice League. Superhero movie, but didn't do as well, right? Because it's all DC, it's all completely different fucking, you know, Well, it section. was horrible writing, it was horrible uh, production. Uh, right. Yeah. You've got brain drain going on. The best yeah. movie out of the DC universe was fucking Aquaman, hands down, uh, Fight Me. 
fight me because that fucking movie Man, is great. I, I think you can make an argument for Wonder Woman, but yeah, Aquaman, fight me. Um, uh, <laughs> the uh, but. <laughs> I don't want to give it to the <laughs> ultimate cheese. <laughs> uh, but and I'm, yes, and injustice, Aquaman is ultimate cheese. Yeah. So, thing is, is you know, I, I, I want to see, I want to see less superhero movies, and you know, when they come out, I want them to be you know even bigger releases, like. Make them fucking Star Wars events, and I'm fine. Once every two to three years, yeah. Have them be instead of having two to three of them per year, right? Uh, And I can, uh, I can honestly uh, agree with that. And I think you're going to see, just based off of their current release schedule, you're going to see Marvel slow down on that a little bit, just because they have new properties to integrate. They have they yeah, have and it, they've ended their current storyline so it's all kind of rebooting at this point so you're going to see a slower play you're, you're going to see it come up on fucking disney streaming service and then they're going to yeah. be the big releases for the theatrics yeah. you know that's the way i see it you know yeah. disney streaming service a disney plus is what it's called yeah. okay uh disney plus is going to be the thing that we're most of the story gets, you know, gets created in that space. And mm-hmm. if they shoot off of that and go well, with I a... Mean, you'll probably still have your big established characters, primary story being told in the movies like mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange, like the Guardians, you know. As long as but... they don't do the MCU, uh, the, the, the small screen MCU separation that fucking Netflix had to do. Yeah. Um, where there was basically like, oh, this five second well, tie into the movie. They already the- pretty much are write, writing that off because they're doing uh, the War Soldier and Falcon. Right. Yeah. They're, and there's the fucking um, uh, Wanda and Vision. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Black Widow. Now, granted, some of those are going to be like filling in gaps for the first time. That's fine. Uh, but. I don't I don't see them stopping that trend and not having their content intertwined directly with the movies, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I just want to see something um, that was started in, you know, in the small no. screen go to the big screen. So, I, mean, I just... will own Disney Plus mostly for the fact that you a lot kids. of the kids content <laughs> will be will be on there and will be pulled from Netflix. Yeah. Um that is Disney related and I get that. Um but I won't say I'm not excited for the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, the fucking Mandalorian's great. So th- this is the thing for me. This is what's going to happen for me. I'm waiting for The Witcher. As soon as The Witcher oh, comes through and dude. you know and plays through on yeah. Witcher, I'm most likely going to cancel my Netflix account and and I'm going to go over to Disney Plus because there's no reason to have both. And for me, uh, there isn't a whole lot going on in the Netflix space anymore. Yeah. that I want to spend a whole lot of time on. In fact, I don't think I've watched more you know, after what Stranger Things. I, I don't think I've watched another, you know, s- series that I was really happy with. Uh, so I, um, you know, so I, I'm probably going to drop that, go over to Disney Plus because they've got a lot of IPs that I'm really interested in. Mandalorian's one of them. I'm going to say the only 
streaming stuff I'm doing is on AMC streaming service. I'm actually catching up on Preacher right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Preacher's all right. Have you seen much of it? I haven't seen any of it, but, you know, I've heard fucking great things about it. It's um, it's pretty over the top. It's pretty darkly funny. Right. It's it's the, uh, if, if I remember the, the whole premise of the story, just quick, quick line. Yeah. What what is it? Just just so, so basically, uh, guy's a criminal. Um, dad passes away and inherits a church. Decides he's going to be a preacher. Um, inherits a uh, superpower that means that he can basically tell anybody whatever the hell that he wants, and they do it. And then he goes on a crusade to find God, because that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Okay, but it's uh, pretty violent. It's a really weird, like the angels don't die. So they like will get stuck in places and kill themselves so they can get out of something. Okay. Like they will. There's a scene where they purposely completely dismember somebody to keep them from. Damn it. Dog's now just chewing up her blanket. Whatever. Um, there's a there's a scene where they completely dismember something somebody but keep them alive so that they cannot reappear so they could be remain in captivity so they can't kill themselves. Wow. So, so they can't off themselves like they have no arms and they have no legs. All they have is their face. Literally, the only yeah. thing they could do is so, like, it's pretty. It, it's pretty over the top. It's right. kind of like so the way everything happens with the angels and if they ever introduce them, the demons. As far as that goes, it's very similar to supernatural. The only thing is the vessel has to have a complete death in order for them to exit. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Right. So you can actually capture them by making it impossible for them to off themselves. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but it's pretty yeah. dark. All right, it's cool. pretty dark. Um, yeah, there's, but it's got a lot. Like the town that it's in, it's got some real a really colorful cast. Mm-hmm. Like there's a guy that's perpetually in like a squirrel costume. Um, like it's just, it's got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of a lot of flavor. Okay. That's the best way I can think of it. Like there's so much there might be a cast so like just season one, there's fifty people that are fairly memorable. Yeah. Wow. It's just they do it. It's a whole small town in Texas thing, so it's got a like larger like everybody's a fucking caricature. Yeah. It's it feels like a comic book, even though it's not totally shot like a comic book. Um but it's all it feels, yeah. If it, it's just something, it's something to be experienced. But it's a uh, worth checking out. But I mean, it's definitely a dark comedic drama. It's okay. like there's a lot going on with it. I, a whole I could, lot going on. I, I could, I could get with that. I mean, I completed. Uh, I, I finally finished the boys, and I mean, I yeah. loved that show. Like, oh my gosh, it just, doesn't. It doesn't try as hard as the boys, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I. It's much more subtle than the boys, but I mean, it's setting kind of. It has to be, and it's got some great music. Yeah, yeah, it does have a great soundtrack. Oh man, the intro song's got some harmonica. I just, I don't know. I, I like it. I can't wait for fucking season two of the boys, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so great. Like the end of that show, especially just, like, with the, the way end of they season. ended it. Yeah, end of the season. Um, like, oh wow. Now the way they ended it definitely deviated quite a bit from the comic oh, books, of course but, but it was good i actually thought that was 
better than anything they did in the comic. I mean, it was a total fuck. You know, it was a oh, total yeah. fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, it sounds like we should talk about some video games. Fucking Says video the worst game. segue ever. <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're just yeah. gonna hard cut to no. we're talking about video games now guys well <laughs> speaking hey. of way over the top what i finished my playthrough of stick of truth and started fracture butthole butthole yeah butthole oh you know what you could do so hmm. last week james or jason acquired game pass yeah um slay the spires on game pass yes, yes i know if you're interested. Um, and we and you also got together on Game Pass last night. We did. We played some Horde mode in Gears 5. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think we yeah. set the setting a little too easy because we made it too far. We we did, but at the same time, it was just the two of us, and we were just kind of checking out what was, so we left it on beginner. We we set it on baby mode, um, and we wanted to see what the mechanics were like, and I it was pretty fun. Yeah. I think we played... We played it for like what, an hour and a half, probably. No, it might have been longer than that because we started at like, well, we had no, some dumb it was technical about difficulties. An hour and a half. I this headset no, no longer accepts a microphone, so I oh. had. So it's now just a podcast. It's literally the podcast yeah. and uh, heavy so, metal headset. So it's like, let me go find something. He finds something and still sounds horrible. And I go, you know, you can use the earbuds came with your Samsung phone and. You know, that's when it clicked. Right. Like I was, I had a PlayStation headset that I had plugged in uh-huh. that only worked if I kept the USB cord plugged into the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, then he mentioned nothing about the earbuds. I was like, that seems like a more logical thing. I'm just going to grab the earbuds. Yeah. And he sounded much better after that. Yeah. <laughs> but that was. But I forgot that modern heads are modern. The modern setup for this stuff is so much easier than it used to be. Oh yeah, so much easier. So the uh, so anyway we 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 got pretty there's we, we got pretty deep we got what thirty two thirty five we died 35. on wave thirty five we we didn't try yeah. it again we waited till we died basically there's a pretty different setup to gears five horde mode from previous horde modes there is um, big difference there that is. we both noticed had to do with the fact in old horde mode you had twenty seconds to set up defenses. And then after that, all the items on the map disappeared, and you were back in the game. This, I think, keeps items on the map for one round, right? So everything from the round before that, so like say you're on round 30, right? All the items from round 28 disappear, but items from round 29 do not. So all the guns and ammunition and everything that was left over is on the map still. Um, The other thing is you can just literally go through and you might grab the little one there. There we go. Um, you might you could just build stuff while the map's going on or repair stuff, which is the character class I pick because now there's classes. Um, and was able to go through and just build while Jason was fighting. Yes, um, but the downfall to that is repair now takes longer. Well, the thing is, is before they didn't have a character that could repair. You had to yeah. just go over and spend whatever you know points that you made from prior rounds that's a p yeah it is um so you had to spend points to basically do that you still do that but it's just in round now so you can spend the round going around picking up ammo or a different weapon that was dropped um and yeah. do it that way so it's that part i thought was cool and then what was it? me and you messed around with the card system a little bit right yeah a little bit 
Um, the card system, at least as far as I could tell, is not expendable. So you'll earn the cards, but they're permanent. You just can only select a set number based on your level in horde mode. Right, and the level's based per character. It's not based on you, so it's depending on how often you play a certain class. Right. Yeah. So Jason's class was kind of, what What was the class that you had? You had a defensive bubble. They yeah. have an ability. It was um, Emil from Halo Reach, believe it or not. Yeah, they had a, Sarah Connors in there, and then you got Emil and somebody else from Halo Reach, right? Yeah, the sniper. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Connor? Yeah, Sarah Connor from yeah. the Terminator. But really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, in, it, like as a playable character, yes. In, in, with in, a class. In, in, in Gears armor? Or no, in, no, in like a tank top. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's old the, Sarah Connor. The clothes you see her wearing in the trailer for Dark Fate, uh-huh. the new movie, that's what... Oh, okay. Because so it's, it's a Dark basically, Fate tied in. It's just tie in. Tie in. Gotcha. Yeah. For Horde Moto only. Yeah. We well, never got to escape, so we can't really talk about that. But Horde Mode, I like the Horde. card system. So, like, after me and you got yeah. off, I went through and started leveling up cards. So, they're just abilities you, you tag onto the character, right? right? So, now I can repair faster or I can get less, use less resource points or now my fortifications last yeah. longer or whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's an interesting twist. I would say... Uh, couple of the frustrations I had, one, is the screen in between waves, you know, like the the mm. summary screen for the wave. Right. Fucking pisses me off. What? So before, you know, it, it would stop the game, splash it up there, show everybody their totals, and then, and then, you know, leave and it'd give you a few seconds before the countdown started, whatever. Right. Now it just it pops up on the screen, blanks everything else out, but you're still able to move. So like you're moving towards something, and then that pops up, and you can't see what the fuck you're doing. Like it is not transparent enough. <laughs> period. I don't think you're really supposed you're to move not around. Supposed to be moving around. That's the thing. I don't. So care. It, would it, it, it would it be it, better it, if you're the game? We're trying to cheat it of those it, twenty seconds. Yeah, if you're going to give me the, if you're going to let my character still move in that screen, go ahead and make it transparent enough that I can still kind of see where I'm moving to. Yeah, it's a, that part's a little bit annoying, but yeah, it does something um, a little bit different too because part of the way that you get resource points is through pickups. You don't have to hit a button to pick it up; just gotta you know walk over it. Walk over it, yeah. And it still does the random, uh, not random, but like the. What do they call those? The extra abilities for the horde solo might have two times health or two times damage. Modifiers, or, yeah, modifiers, modifiers. That's the right. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Um, my other, uh, my other kind of gripe is uh, in previous in previous games, it didn't matter in horde mode what enemy type it was. You know, the weapons did the did the same amount of damage no matter what the what the enemy type was mm-hmm. right whether it was horde whether it was the luminescence whatever did same amount of damage based on the based on the uh class within the enemy okay. now not so much it mixes classes up yes yeah, so we basically had murder um, bots plus we had murder bots plus the locust so 
a one weapon could be extremely effective against the locust and do shit against the murder bots. I think that that's all. I mean, you still carry two weapons, right? So, yeah, you, and there's something that I do. did like a lot. The, so I was stockpiling heavy weapons, and the way that I was stockpiling is you get a weapons locker. It's one of the buildables, mm-hmm. and it yeah. slowly recharges ammo. So I'd get a tri shot, which is like the little mini Gatling gun, mm-hmm. and toss it on there, or I'd get the rocket launcher. And throw it on there and let it recharge ammo, like in between rounds, and that alternate between heavy weapons between rounds. And then he had a couple of favorite guns, so he'd throw it up there and then grab something else for a little bit. And that yeah. way we always had kind of like ammo recharging, so to speak. Right. Yeah. It seems smart. It I, worked well. I just, the when, when you're getting bombarded, not having the same damage rate and having swap between guns so much was kind of annoying well he hadn't played the campaign as much so i understood kind of a little bit better on the weak points on what to shoot because the yeah. mirror bots it's shoot the glowy points basically but right. they really do not like the overkill shotgun which is the four shot shotgun and my character defaults with that so i was running out and going on a murder spree while jason was providing basically like medium to long range fire support Pretty much. And he was keeping them occupied, and I was just, like, running around shotgunning and everything. Um, but to that effect, the it, the guns feel good. They do. They um, do. The guns do feel really good. The overkill feels great. I love the overkill. I've downloaded it for PC. Been playing the campaign a fair bit. I'm in uh, the end of Act 2. Okay. I've got uh, I've got quite a uh, quite a backlog of games right now. So <laughs> I'll tell you this. So here's something that's really big that's different on the campaign. Hmm. Um, previous campaign is basically like somewhat semi-open area shooter, right? Cover shooter, right? Um, kind of go down murder corridors and then go to semi-open areas where you can kind of get in waist high cover and shoot things. Um, this one has big side has quests kind of. So it's not full-on RPG. It basically, after you kind of get through the intro of the game, so to speak, you play the main character a lot. And when you're playing the main character, you're on this weird sled thing that has a parasail. And the parasail pulls a sled in. Do you keep hitting these peas? you got to spit those peas out over there. you got to spit the peas to the right. <laughs> That's what I do. So I keep it from going down my mouth. Um, so, yeah, but the... Uh, <laughs> The thing about all of that, though, is that it you have you kind of unlock these points in your map with every little spot you open up. And each of those are small quests, so to speak, or shooting grounds yeah. to kind of further progress the story and do upgrades for your robot Jack. So your robot Jack, which was in the other games, um, has upgradable abilities. So like right now, I have a an ability that I can place a mine on the ground with him. I can do a flashbang with him. I can do a scan with him to see where enemies are at. Just pure support character. I can throw up a shield basically with him um, that lets me absorb more damage or more environmental damage. But it gives you a lot of choice on where to go next, more so than the other games. I will not compare it to like a Borderlands or compare it to a looter shooter because, you know, there's like 18 guns and gears and that's it. Right. But um, all that being said, um, it is a little bit more a little bit more open with that as you're kind of sliding around in this open area it's not to the point of rage like they don't provide enemies in the open area it's just kind of a means to pick your quest so to speak 
in, in all reality, it just looks cool when you do it. Okay. And then when you get to the, because then it doesn't take that long either. We're talking about two minutes between points. <laughs> Another plosive. Um, so that being said, it Stop doesn't suck in the mic, dude. <laughs> it doesn't take that long to get between different areas, and the little side content's pretty fun. Um, I way more satisfying than Rage. I'm just gonna say that it's way more satisfying. Of course, than Rage. it's it's a fucking Gears game. It's gonna be it's made by. It's not the Epic team anymore. It's Coalition. It's a Microsoft bot team. That's fine. I That's mean, why it's not on the Epic Store. Ooh, thrown shade already, huh? Well, I'm just saying that's, <laughs> that's why it was on Steam, right? Hey, I'm f- um, I, I'm okay with this. I, it doesn't matter if if it's on Steam. I don't as long as it's got the same. You know, it, it's got a a similar feel to it, and like they keep when a, a new developer comes in and takes over an IP, right? You know, you always have that feeling like maybe they're gonna fuck shit up, like what they did with Halo. When you know three four three took over, is like everybody was really worried that that was well, not going to feel like Halo anymore. Well, they they checked the you know the twenty nineteen checkboxes. You got female protagonist, and I know there's some some fanboys out there crying over that. I don't mind at all. Um, and there the sidekick character for a lot of the campaign that so far that I'm in is not anybody from the main story i mean it's he's been in other games but he's not like one of it's not going to be it's not baird it's not coltrane it's not phoenix or marcus phoenix Mm -hmm. right um so so it's it's two newer characters these are characters that have been i think in judgment and five but weren't nearly as playable so it's Everybody from the old games are old, and that's kind of the point. Right. They're they're veterans, and they're breaking down. Right. So they're old. So Baird is kind of like your person that's kind of calling the shots behind the scenes, So, but he's not the thick-necked person that's in the shit with you. So right. anyways, long story short, so far I've had a lot of fun with it. I, I really like the campaign so far. Um, I'm going to play through that, play with a lot of horde mode probably on and off all fucking year oh yeah and i really want to play escape i don't what other thoughts did you have on it jason i rambled for a while it was probably the most solid as far as gunplay um in horde mode that we've had yet i will say the guns felt very satisfying yeah headshots Um, are pretty uh pretty splashy yeah (laughs) splashy (laughs) um (laughs) Did you do much of the melee? Huh? Did you do much of the melee? Yeah. Yeah. The melee felt good. They actually sped the melee up, so... So Lancer Lancer kills don't necessarily take 30 seconds to to complete. Not 30 seconds. They take about three or four, but that's actually not the... You can just tap B. Mm -hmm. He pulls out a boot knife. Yep. And you're hitting him with a boot knife. It's not just punching him in the face. And then the executions are yeah. fun the executions are probably the best they've been um but again in horde mode you have to unlock different executions so right that's different cards um just just very solid very solid um definitely want to play more yeah i was definitely gonna say gonna just recapping on something for a very short amount of time i'm through most of uh hollow knight oh yeah um, I haven't fallen off. I had to. I was like, I don't have all the charms yet. So I went looking again, and I unlocked some of the DLC content. It's what it's called, the Something Troop. Yep. 
Yep. Um, so I started unlocking that, and the uh, fights to unlock the charm are pretty fucking annoying. Uh, yeah. I'm but... not real high on that. I got to the Hollow Knight, and then it's like, well, I wonder if this will end the game, so I'm going to stop here and do everything else. Yeah. Well, yes, kind of. So it I did, feel like I have every area unlocked. I can't find a hiding hole to go into to get anywhere else. So, like so, I've got the hive area unlocked, and I was like, okay, that was kind of hidey hole ish, right? And then I can't see any places that, with my abilities, I cannot get to. Well, there's there's a couple things that you may or may not have done. Um, so, have you seen the uh, white palace yet? Can't figure out where the fuck it is. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, you've got the. Seriously? Sorry. Fucking beaming me up, Scotty. Um, so, you have the upgraded Dream Nail, right? Can't find that either. I've literally fought everything but the fucking Hollow Knight. Uh, then you have a problem, because you have not found all of the bosses. That's the problem. That's the only problem I have with Hollow Knight. Okay. If I feel like I've explored every nook and cranny, and the only thing I have left is a Hollow Knight, and I still don't have an upgrade for something... Right, right. Once you get the upgraded, uh, uh, upgraded dream nail, which you get from having a certain number of essence, and I think it only requires like, I don't know, like half or three quarters of the actual dream essence stuff. I can't um, find any more dream essence. That's the problem. The next tier up's fourteen hundred. I'm at like twelve. Okay. Yeah. There's there's a couple hidden bosses. There's that... literally one hidden boss I have not fought, and it is the fucking dude that dances all over the motherfucking screen. That that shoots blobs of shit all over the place. That's the only hidden boss I haven't fought that I know of. Okay. I I know. I was able to actually get. Uh, I think it was, what ten thousand, uh, essence, on my playthrough, uh, which. Basically requires you to you know play through all of the you know all of the the dream bosses the harder versions of the boss, um, and you know go to each one of the areas and look for the uh, you know the dream trees and you know and collect all the. I did all there. the dream trees that I could find. Okay, uh, and if, I haven't found a dream version of every boss that I fought. Just only like four. So so. My challenge to you then is to actually, you know, if if you're stuck, I mean, if you're up to the Hollow Knight and you're stuck and you're still not able to find certain bosses, look up a fucking guide. Because at that point, you've pretty much seen the entirety of the game. Just look up the boss locations. That's pretty much all you know, I, I would say. Because if you have not experienced the White Palace and you beat that game, I'm going to be pissed personally pissed because the white palace is probably one of the hardest areas in the fucking game and i want you to feel the same fucking pain i did when i had to go through it um yeah i fought the hollow knight a couple times i was like i don't feel quite ready for it besides that if you don't find the white palace you're basically leaving the best ending on the floor so you know you could defeat the Hollow Knight right now. Yeah, I didn't really look up anything except for when I got to him. I was like, what am I missing? And I said, well, once you fight him and you beat him and you've ended the game, I was like, I don't feel like I got everything yet. Yeah. And, and, the and game I've got will... two-thirds of the charm, so like, I'm wondering where other shit is. Right. There's there's a bit more. Like, it, uh, like when I 
completed the game, I had all the charms, and I had defeated all the bosses. Uh, but I was, I kind of basically combed the entirety of this, you know, of the game from top to bottom and made sure that I got everything before I went and completed the game. And even if you have the required things to get the best ending, if you don't do a certain thing at a certain time during the fight, uh, you still won't get the best ending. <laughs> just, just pointing that out. There's, there is a, uh, there's a number of different levels of, uh, you know, of the end of that game that once you get to the true ending version of, you know, of uh, Hollow Knight, then you can say, okay, I'm done. You know, you know, at that well, point, and I, I feel like I've, I've put like 28 hours into it so far. I mean, that's, that's a respectable time. I mean, Hollow Knight's a pretty solid, I mean, not pretty, just fucking solid uh, like I said, entry I, to that, you know, that genre. I think it's a pretty damn good game. I just, like I said, getting stuck in points kind of ruined the pacing for me in different points. Yeah, and, and that was one of the problems that I had orig- my during my original playthrough is that I'm like, okay, where the fuck do I go now? You know, you just it's have a hell to... of a lot farther than I got last time. I finished the needle boss or the needle chick or whatever right. she's called and stopped playing after that because I got a little bit frustrated. Yeah, and, and yeah, it can get frustrating, but um, I, I, felt, I felt that my time with Hollow Knight was really rewarding. I, you know, the the story is super bare bones, but kind of told, you know, environmentally, kind of, you know, almost like, um, well, I'm going to say it, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, because it it's not really, you know, implicit as to what's going on. You kind of have to connect the dots, and right. there's there's fairly large gaps in between each dot, so you you're like, oh. Something in the background of this area gives you an idea of what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, I I really like that game. It's one of my favorites. I will probably go back and complete that game later uh, and let it sit, kind of like I did with Ori. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest is another one that I keep going back to. Right. Um, um, just because it's so good. <laughs> and then I was going to say, in addition to Gears, I went ahead and downloaded Metro Exodus. Because you've got to. I mean, because why not? Why it's, the fuck not? I, I spent um, 60 bucks on the fucking Epic Store for it. You can play it for free. Fuck you. And then... <laughs> fuck you. And Monster Hunter World. You you what? You what, what, you what now? Monster Hunter World is on... Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I own Monster so, Hunter World on PC. <laughs> um, granted, it'll probably be it'll probably be a little bit before I touch Monster Hunter World. I want to get through Fractured Butthole and play some Gears and try to get through Metro. But so you you got the Monster Hunter World on Xbox. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so do I. Well, I mean, I do too, but I don't ever play my fucking Xbox anymore. So. You know, and I have my uh, my longsword character, but uh, you know, just recently I I found a a damn good deal on the PC version of it. And when I played it on Xbox, my biggest gripe with Monster Hunter World with uh, on Xbox was the fact that the graphics look like shit, 
It played all right. Until you played on an X. Right. Until you played on an X. Because fucking, you know, the graph, I, I ha- I'm I'm cheap and I will not upgrade my fucking, you know, Xbox One X you know, to an Xbox One X. Because why? Um, <laughs> I have a fucking fairly decent PC. I'm going to play it on PC. Now, the I'll side go back to the only thing, the only bitch about the Master Race is I have a 4K TV and it is the most affordable 4K option I got for gaming. Yeah, well, true. I mean, I I spent, you know, what, two, two to three times more on my fucking gaming monitor than you did on your TV. So uh, I, I, I'm i going to play on my fucking PC. Uh, and the only bitch that I have with Monster Hunter World on PC right now is that it doesn't have Iceborne. You know, Iceborne's coming in January or February or early uh, uh, 2020. If you want, I'll play it and I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, but the, <laughs> thanks. Um, the uh, that's fine with me though because I've I've still got plenty of things that I'm you know I'm playing through right now, uh, and that'll give me some time to actually sink into Monster Hunter World on PC and re- uh, rebuild a character there because it doesn't transfer over. Right. Um, you know, and I'm going to play something a little bit different than Longsword. Uh, Longsword just was my comfort pick because, well, it it's kick ass, but it's also got wide sweeping arcing attacks and you know and was fairly easy for me to solo stuff. Um, I'm gonna probably you know do something a little heavier. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do you know the fucking great sword or uh, uh or lance. I didn't like the Lance playstyle when I played on Xbox. I'm not sure if I'm going to like it on PC, but whatever. Um, you know, I, I'm going to play a couple different playstyles and you know, and see if I can get outside of the longsword feel. Longsword is just, it's just too good. <laughs> um, but you know, with Iceborne, there's like what 16 fucking more weapons. What? The build combinations just go, for, you know, go through the roof at that point. Oh man, it's going to be great. You know, people who are playing Iceborne right now. I've watched some video of uh, of some of the fucking monster fights. Oh boy, those are some epic fucking fights, dude. <laughs> There's some really great shit going on right now with Monster Hunter. So, looking forward to getting into that. That was a recent very recent acquisition in fact i only installed it this morning um (laughs) um but uh i have i have been actually playing some games um i uh after last week's episode i decided that uh that i was going to dive headfirst into uh divinity original sin 2 um i'm playing the definitive edition uh, which is, you know, different than classic in a couple different ways, I guess. Um, I didn't notice much of the difference, but then again, it's been, what, a year and a half since I played it last. So whatever, started a whole new, uh, a whole new campaign and I just got off the island again. So I'm basically up to where I was at before, um, at about 24 hours in, um, but I have a much better understanding of uh, group composition now. So I've got my sword and board uh, and uh, a ranger, uh, elemental ranger. 
Uh, so making arrowheads all over the place. Uh, and now I have two casters instead of just having a caster and a cleric. So uh, I have a summoner. And the summoner is basically fucking overpowered. <laughs> uh, and uh, I have an elementalist. So, you know, one dude that basically specializes in a bit of everything uh, magic wise. And uh, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm wrecking shit now. Oh my God, am I wrecking shit. Like the, you know, the the last boss for the island. Um, yeah, on the ship. No, not on the ship, but, you know, just before that where the fucking void worm comes up and, you know, basically says, oh, you're playing, a, you know, you're fighting a boss battle. I'm going to be another fucking boss for you, right? Um, uh, I absolutely fucking destroyed that. The first time I played the game, that that fight was my bane. I used up all of my consumables. Uh, fucking people were dying left and right. And I couldn't fucking, you know, I couldn't control the battlefield. Yeah, I think by that fight you should have a revive spell. Well, at by this point, you know, when I was doing this, the only person that ever fell over was the ranger. And that was just because the ranger had the least amount of, you know, defenses. You know, the the ranger character I have is the elf. Uh, and I basically just keep her as far away from all the fighting as I possibly can because she doesn't have any fucking armor to speak of. Everybody else, even my casters, are wearing shields <laughs> because they don't use their weapons. So why not throw a fucking shield on them so that they have more defenses? Um, you know, give them a wand and a shield and off they go, you know? Right. Uh, so... Uh, I've got three shield we're, uh, wearing people and the fucking archers using a, a kick-ass crossbow. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I'm going to finish it this time. I am going to finish it. The biggest differences on the definitive edition for Divinity is the fact that it helps with understanding better where the quests are and things like that and under, understanding the crafting and those types of things. Right. And the the crafting in that is, is super powerful. Like, you... You know, I've got the uh, elemental ranger basically holding all of my crafting gear or all of the crafting materials. So her inventory is a mess. Uh, but she spends, you know, I spend a lot of time just crafting arrows for her because, you know, charm arrows, for instance, are fucking good. <laughs> yeah, you'll be getting into some pretty interesting fights. There's a one that's at a basically an all fire elemental fight that gets pretty interesting interesting okay yeah i you know i'm i'm looking forward to uh you know to actually finishing that i know that what's the total amount of the you know, of time on the game like about 60 to 80 hours or something like that i think i my last playthrough was about 110 110 oh, okay well i've got plenty of time then um, as i said getting through the island took me like 25 yeah it took me about the same amount because you, you don't want to really miss the anything. starter area and there's like three other areas or four other areas after that okay yeah so <laughs> i've got plenty of things to do then um if you're feeling good now you're gonna cry a little bit later uh well i, I mean i'm building my tank up to uh to be able to basically hold aggro but he is a um yeah a warrior uh, polymorph so he's got lots of control you know built right into him 
which is really, really nice. And of course, my yeah, other weird tentacle spells are pretty fun. Right. The, you know, and being able to, you know, if my, my tank gets surrounded, I can turn one of them into a fucking chicken uh, and off he goes. Uh, and there's also a combination, you know, a skill combination. So I'm, I'm doing, uh, he's going to be my main warrior has polymorph and he's also going to pick up a couple points in scoundrel. Cause if you do, uh, I think it's called uh tendon rip or something like that. So persons in melee range, he does tendon rip. And basically that, that character now takes damage every time he moves. And then if it's you a cast super overpowered skill, and then you cast chicken on them, and, and the only thing around. that they can do is move, so they'll fucking walk off and die, which is you know a massive control spell, right? So right. I take one turn, I can eliminate you know that person, you know, and all I have to do is just knock out their um, their physical armor. Yeah, there was a combo, I want to say it was like fear plus tendon rep that I was doing a lot. I had a rogue with uh, witchcraft spells. Yeah. And so the rogue would hit tendon rip and then hit the fear spell, and it would off just... They go. Off they go to die. Right. Or come back extremely weak. Right. You know, I'm, you know, and I'm also, I've got a bunch of spells that are targeting basically just vitality, so it can bypass fucking armor, and, you know, it's it's... The combinations in that game are pretty unreal. Like, yeah. every build is viable as long as you pair it with something else. Everything plays off each other, and that's kind of the key to that game. Yeah. And my fucking, you know, my elementalist is doing a lot of, like, battlefield control spells, so he can get people to fucking fall right. over. And Out of those style of games, that's one of my favorite of all time. It is, it is a solid game, and it's, it's a... Uh, it's a damn shame that I didn't finish it the first time I played it. Uh, I just basically fucking walked off ADD style and just <laughs> never came back to it. So, some of the other what are some of the other games that you've uh, dove into? Well, uh, I, I I have picked up uh, Borderlands Three. So Borderlands Three is comes out today, uh, but. Uh, if you had pre-ordered it and pre-loaded it, you could actually load right into the fucking game at 7 p.m. yesterday, uh, which is fine. And yes, I pre-ordered it. Yes, I'm a bad guy because pre-ordering is the devil and and, and you can hate me later. Uh, but I did it because I wanted to get some time into it before the cast, right? So, uh, boy, fan, fanboys are going to hate me. Um and as far as I can I'm concerned, they can hate. Uh, Borderlands Three is not one that I would recommend picking up day one. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, the real talk, the TLDR of this is: if you've played Borderlands Two, Borderlands Three is basically that with prettier graphics. You know, uh, does this seem like full circle from last week when I said I'm just I'm not ready for more Borderlands? You can fucking you can be vindicated as much as you want right there. You could just cross your arms and judge me. I don't give a fuck. Um, it is exactly the same style of gameplay. You're not going to get anything different from Borderlands because it's got the weird, quirky, freaking like you know, tongue in cheek, you know, uh, humor that. 
that Borderlands was built on originally. Um, the, you know, it starts you on Pandora, so it's already fucking samey right out of the gate. Uh, and you're given a fucking pea shooter like you are normally. At least the pea shooter in this fucking game has a, a mode switch so that you can use fucking little mini rockets on, I guess. Right. Which is, which is fine. So the biggest differences, um, animations are different. Um, the, when you open up chests, it just doesn't pop open, you know, um, it, things have a little bit more movement. It's a little more smooth. Um, the, uh, the graphics did get an upgrade, but I mean, it's still, you know, the cell shaded comic book style that you're, you know, you're used to, um, there is uh, there is some issues. Uh, I'll get into the issues here in a second, but uh, the the guns do have different effects. Of course, pretty much all of the guns have been reworked, so you're not going to find your your favorite three shot sniper rifle or full auto sniper rifle. You will find sniper rifles that do three or five uh, three or five shots, and then have a sw- mode switch for semi auto, which is you know it's just fine. Yeah. Um, the um, you know, and the mode switch is actually one of the newer features for some guns. Not all guns, but some of them have that mode switch where you can kind of go back and forth between. Um, so of course, for Borderlands, the guns are the guns are the game, right? You know, that's pretty much you know what you're playing for is just to see all the different guns. And of course, I haven't seen all of them. I've only seen like maybe seven hours of the guns uh, and they're all right. I mean, it's, they still kind of feel cardboardy, you know, right. they're, they're cardboard DPS dishers. It's, they, they don't have a whole lot of punch to them. And that's one of the things that I didn't like about the original games was they just didn't feel super punchy, you know, you get yourself a, a a rifle. You want that, you know, that rifle to actually have a good punch to it. Oh yeah. Um, it didn't, it didn't wow me. You know, it's just like, well, some of the Maliwan guns are a, a little bit different, you know, where they have a little elemental effect to it. Uh, and a lot of it is just visual style. You know, it's, that's all there is to it. Uh, the characters I'm not too, you know, I'm I'm not too pissed about the characters. It's basically fan service for people who had played Borderlands before. You're going to see returning faces, of course, just like in Borderlands 2. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the new Vault Hunters are, well, I don't remember any of their names, if that tells you anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was big into Gunzerker. Big into fucking playing gunzerker like my fucking class right never played any of the fucking sirens on any of the other games i played this i'm playing the siren in this one um you know on this playthrough because i said fuck it you know i've already played the the gunzerker style class uh, i right. want to play something completely different and you know so i picked up uh amara i think if i remember correct i don't know it's an a name um, but it's the siren, uh, and it's all right. You know, it's just some extra elemental effects, and you know, 
haven't gotten super far into the game to be able to do like build theory crafting or anything like that. There is no money shot in this one. Um, there are some decent skill combinations for each one of the characters from what I understand, what YouTube tells me anyway, but you have to get to level 50 to be able to really unlock the power of that. Uh, and that's a lot of gameplay. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I guess one thing I should ask though, yeah, even though it's not doing something new, is it something you want to do? See, that's the thing. If you are a fan of Borderlands and you liked pretty much everything about Borderlands 2, you're going to like Borderlands 3. That's just, I mean, because it's... That's all I need to know right there. That is that is pretty much what it is. It's just an updated version of Borderlands 2. Think if they took Borderlands 2, added a DLC, and then did a graphics pass. That's kind of what I'm seeing from Borderlands 3. That's, you know, and that isn't a bad thing unless you make it a bad thing, right? You know, it's, you know, I, I can still enjoy my time in Borderlands 3, but I understand from a, you know, from a gamer standpoint, if I stood back, I'm not seeing any big innovations here. You know, I'm so I'm seeing more of the same. Um, what I can have gripes about is some of the, uh, the issues that I ran into. Uh, it did not have a very good showing for me, you know, right out the gate. Like as soon as you hit new game, set your freaking uh, uh, your difficulty setting. Uh, it goes right into a cutscene, and that fucking cutscene was broke as fuck for me. Now, full disclosure, I I play on a ultra wide, uh, and I play at fourteen forty. You know, so I have a fairly decent rig. It, it still runs all right. Uh, the uh, issue I had was at the 1440, the cinematics were broke, like full on fucking broke. Like the first fucking minute of the game, I'm looking at a cutscene that is broken. You watch this. I took, yeah, a, I did. made a recording, I made a short recording on YouTube, just kind of showing what was going on. And it was like, it was a four by three display basically in the middle yeah. of your ultra wide. Right. And the effects were all messed up on the, you know, on the side uh, and then the character uh, select screen, which, I mean, it's that's kind of a pretty important screen, especially for Borderlands. You're you're picking the character. You're not going to be able to change that, you know, after you start playing. Right. That screen was broke, like super broke. Like I would move my mouse and you couldn't see the mouse cursor at all on the recording that I made. But I would move the mouse just a little bit, and it would replay the same you know thing over and over and over again. And it was annoying. I ended up just you know picking a character just to get it to stop because <laughs> it would just it was constantly going over this you know the guy's name or the character's name or whatever the fuck it was broken record style bad. Wow. Uh, so I, you know, I just basically just slammed the key, you know, the, the mouse down and ended up with the siren. Um, so, uh, as soon as you get into the game though, it was all right. Like I got decent frame rates. Now, most people are not going to see 60 frames per second as decent, but I, at 
you know, at ultra wide at 1440, I still, I still consider that fairly decent. You know, it's not over the top awesome, but I had everything set to ultra. So I already kind of knew that I was going to have some frame dips here and there. And it's honestly not super bad unless you have a lot of enemies on the screen and a lot of shit going on. So I imagine that later on in the, in the game, when I'm not fighting just skags, it's going to get stupid. At which point I'll turn the settings down a little bit and we'll see where we go. But, um, uh, I ended up having to spend my first half an hour of playtime troubleshooting the video issue because that opening cutscene uses, you know, that it uses the same, you know, same video player as all of the character cards. So when the boss comes on, it has like that one liner that, it, you know, that they always have for the bosses. Yeah. Well, those were cut off too. Uh, so I had to figure out what the fuck was going on. Uh, really? and I spent, you know, a few minutes, you know, searching and I found a YouTube thread that had, uh, a, a visual effects option that you could turn off if you were working on ultra wide, uh, that would fix the, uh, the, the cinematic thing of Bob. Okay. Uh, so it didn't, uh, it, as soon as I turned that off, it was some, uh, fidelity FX. Um, you know, setting. Um, as soon as I turned that off, it did fix the uh, the, you know, the uh, issue that I was having with the cutscenes. But I had to turn a feature off. I had to turn a feature off in the game to get the game to work right, and not a good showing. Not not what I feel like is fully optimized right right you 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 would think that this would be something that they would see and test and be able to fix fairly quickly before right. they released it no kind of mad that they didn't but ultimately i didn't have to go into some ini file to fix it so you know it's so, not not acceptable but not nearly as bad as it could have been i guess um Man, I, I'm I'm hearing all kinds of bad things, you know, uh, from the internet. Like the internet is really divided on uh, on Borderlands Three. On one camp, you've got the super fanboys. Like you're not going to tra- change their mind at all. Fucking right. people are like, you know, into fucking Borderlands. Well, this is one of those game series that can be completely galvanizing. You know, I guess. I mean, it's it's a first person RPG, really. Um, you, you have, uh, you have those people who are, you know, the people that pre-order, I'm, I guess I'm technically part of that camp, but the people who pre-order, you're not going to really change their minds. Uh, those are the people who know that they want Borderlands, picked it up beforehand and off they go. Yeah. Our mutual friend, Mike, Jason went and picked it up on lunch. Did he? Yeah. He was pretty hyped about it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I mean, I've... I I haven't yet, and I don't plan on it on this check. I might pick it up on next check. Yeah, I'm gonna get through. I have a commitment right now to the cast and to myself to get through the things that I've started. And right now, just with overtime and with building the website from scratch with Trip, it's been. You need to spend been... some time playing games, man. That's what it is. I just haven't had time. Yeah. I mean, I got to replace bolts in my fucking toilet 
this weekend. It, it's just one thing after another, like that fucking song. Right, right, right. No, it's you. You need to have some time to actually play games. Now, I've been mainly playing games, so I've just just been chewing through it, and I'm going to finish Borderlands. I mean, it's not unplayable. This this is the thing. It's not unplayable. It's not overly broken. Like, it does not crash on me. I've had games that fucking, like, crash. Hard to fucking desktop crash. Uh, have not had that happen with Borderlands. Um, just a couple minor technical issues, and I might have my shit set too high for my, you know, you know for my hardware, but, you know, I, I want to get the best out of, you know, best I can out of it. Um, that said, if you're not a fan of Borderlands, you're not going to be wowed by this game. It's not for these people who are uh, just now getting into Borderlands. Right. You know, I'd say if you're interested in and never played a Borderlands, uh, Handsome Collection's on Game Pass right now. And the Handsome Collection's all right. Uh, it, you know, it includes some of the best DLCs that they've ever actually created, like the fucking Tiny Tina DLC for Borderlands 2. And Borderlands 2 is a very solid game. Um, you know, but... Still, it still takes a kind of person that likes that kind of game, you know. So, you know, Borderlands plays to its its audience. Actually, now, the the best Frankenstein of the year right now to me so far is Remnant. <laughs> Remnant fucking like came up out of nowhere and bit me in the ass. Like, I I, mean, I think if you have forty to sixty dollars, I wouldn't spend a hundred dollars on Borderlands and skins. I'd be spending it on Remnant. I agree fully. Like, spend your money on on Remnant and support them because they, you know, they went and did a, you know, something that I would consider fairly unique. Um, you know, it's I, like kind of like a Destiny Souls roguelike. Yeah, and that that and right it's not there, just the term roguelike. It's literally just hey. We want to create a game that's as replayable as possible. And I know a guy at work that is on his, like, fourth playthrough. I've got two, three. I mean... He just wants to get everything. And, and, I you, got and you basically everything. can continue to level up infinitely is what it feels like. Well, yeah, to a point, I guess. I don't um, know what the max level is, but... For I your assume, character? I assume well, he's trying for it. it. You can get a lot of talent points and and i think that's the part that you know that is there is a maximum level because there's only so many talents that you could get right and you can only put what 20 points into them uh to max them out something like that um 10 it's either 10 or 20 i can't remember uh but um yeah so there is a maximum there is a hard limit to you know to your progression uh, but the yeah you know, the game is just really fucking good. Like that that game just surprised the piss out of me because I am not one to play, you know, a difficult game like that. And then shit after Hollow Knight and fucking you know Salt and Sanctuary, I said, "What well, fuck it? Why not?" And enjoyed the shit out of it. I it right. just surprised me. And for forty bucks, easy easy purchase. Uh, and they're just doing, they're just now doing an update for the, uh, you know, for, uh, an armor pass. So, you, you know, so uh, different abilities and armors actually have, uh, have been changed just recently and they'll be coming out with the, uh, adventure mode 
which allows you to re-roll the, uh, the worlds, you know, individually so that you can farm whatever you want to farm. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that ha- that game has potential to continue to be a game that, you know, people will come back to. Uh, if they, you know, they come out with a campaign DLC that adds more bosses and more worlds to go to, I'm sure that they'll uh, they'll do just fine. I don't know what their roadmaps, lo- you know, what the roadmap looks like, but yeah, it's got potential. And, you know, I think that they found some success there. Yeah. But I, uh, and of course that's, that's pretty much the games that I've got cooking right now. Um, you know, the divinity, you know, borderlands three, uh, and then I'm probably going to pick up, you know, get back into monster Hunter world in the lull here. Uh, in between, you know, now and when the Outer Worlds comes out, because that's my uh, my next big target that I want to get, you know, get my hands on. Right. Not not gonna say that I'm overhyped for Outer Worlds. I'm just really interested in it. You know, I just I think that it would it'd be right up my alley. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm in the position. I'm I feel like I'm falling into what. The, the full-time uh, job gamer title at the at the moment <laughs> I, I I'm feeling Jason's pain not with with uh, everything but I can tell you that the lack of time is severely uh limited what I can do and so I feel like I have a plethora of things to finish yeah we've all like got I, backlog like I want to finish search one before I finish Surge 2. Right. I have, um, I've actually looked at, uh, Surge because that's on Game Pass for PC as well. It runs well uh, on PC. That's how I've been playing it. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of want to get, you know, I, I want to at least play a little bit of it. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it nearly as much as the other games. Um, mainly because, well, I'm not big into the setting. But uh, outside of that, I, I'm going to play it for gameplay mechanics. It's very much in the vein of, like, if you see a weapon and you want it, you cut off the arm and you get it. Right, right. You know, and, and that might be uh, that might be one of the side games if I ever get bored with what I've got. Uh, I, I've got going, you know, I've got that. You've got aside. a week of gaming that. Yeah, well, I'm going to probably be going through a lot of Divinity in that week. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Truthfully, that's going to be probably... If I could find a fucking lull at work so that I could take some motherfucking time off, I would take a few days and just goof off. Yeah, well... Like, but two days up to a weekend or something. Right. Just goof off for once. And, and and that's kind of what I decided to do. And it's just, you have to have that reset. Uh, and every, every uh, vacation that I have taken so far for, you know, since I started this job has been to get on a fucking plane... Uh, you know, and, you know, and go uh, visit family. And then I'm completely away from, you know, basically my, you know, everything that I want to do, you know, even though it's really nice to see my family and, uh, and I enjoy my time going camping and doing things like that. But I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a gamer, you know, I want to spend some time also playing games. Uh, right. So, these are my gamecations that I'm going to be taking here. I've taken the, this one here in a, another week. 
Uh, and then I've got one that is uh, one week after the uh, Outer Worlds comes out. Uh, I haven't taken vacation specifically to game in a long fucking time. So I'm I'm actually really looking forward to these couple weeks that I'm getting. Well, do you think it's a good time for a break? I think so. I do. All right, we'll be back. break saw some preacher yeah uh, it was all right it's all right over for the top for... anybody that's watched it literally what i showed him was the plane scene from episode zero uh, so uh, i thought that was a good introduction that wouldn't ruin anything uh, yeah I, it it's pretty like weird uh but hey i'll give it a try fuck it you know i need something that you know that will fill in the time it's literally just kind of like a B version of most Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino flicks okay. on TV with a kind of a hokey ass story that kind of just keeps it going while you get to see cool fight scenes. I, it's kind of my take on it. All right. I like it. All right. I'll give it a try. I'll see, see where it fits. See where it fits. Indeed. Man, we've got some things and stuff to talk about this week. Oh boy. We do. And this, this first one's right up Rusty's wheelhouse. Is it? Oh boy, I can't wait. So a uh, the committee for digital culture, media, mm. and sport in mm. the UK. Mm. I heard this one. Mm, uh, re- uh, released a uh, their findings regarding their research behind. Loot boxes. Oh, them fuckers. Mm. Um, and basically, um, they said yeah. they want to maintain the pos- pos- that basically they're recommending that loot boxes or sale of loot boxes uh, be banned to children. So the actual quote here that uh, I want yeah, to you point were, out, you were very uh, yeah. uh, the, that I want to point here. out here is is. We recommend that loot boxes that contain the element of chance should not be sold to children playing games, and instead, in-game credits should be earned through rewards won through playing the games. In the absence of research that which proves that no harm is being done by exposing children to gambling through the purchasing of loot boxes, then we believe the precautionary principle should apply that they are not permitted in games played by children until the evidence proves otherwise. And they basically cite a lack of honesty and transparency when it comes to loot boxes. That is absolutely... The, that's the whole fucking point. Like, yep. pretty much anybody that's, you know, that stands on the, you know, on this, knowing that loot boxes are as predatory as they are, they could look at any of these companies that are trying to defend them as fucking surprise right. mechanics or some kind of, you know, ethical and fun fucking feature of a fucking game yep. and call their bullshit outright. 
But what this does, this this here, is you the UK is a fairly large co- uh, court of people. Like this is a lot of fucking gamers, and it's specifically going to target one of the bigger markets for one of the biggest franchises that has this problem, and that is FIFA. You know, yep. UK, you know, the UK gamers, they love FIFA. I mean, footballing is big in the UK. Uh, and it's big business for fucking EA to, you know, to sell these loot boxes to people to, you know, to get, you know, players and fucking different statistics for uh, the FIFA, you know, building, you know, team building bullshit, right? And there's even a couple, you know, they've, they even, I'm not going to quote it because I can, but I, I'm not going to, we've got, I could read the entire thing and be fucking vindicated, but, uh, they had quoted a gamer that came to the, uh, uh, came to the committee and said, yeah, I spent about 800 to a thousand pounds per year buying these loot boxes just so that I could get the, you know, the football players that they were looking for. Uh, and because FIFA is a yearly release and those teams don't transfer between years, that person would have to buy that much or more to be able to get their team back together for the next year. And that is 110% predatory. That is absolutely what the UK Parliament was looking at. Now, UK Parliament... This is a committee that reports to the parliament. This isn't actually right. The parliament. Okay, so the committee, now, you know, they—that's what I'm. That's what I meant. Is yeah. that they're going? Now, you know, they're going out and tell them. They also recommended uh, that the. They also urged Parliament, yeah, to introduce a games industry tax to investigate the harmful effects of gaming and push. PEGI into adding gambling content warnings for games with loot boxes. Peggy. Effectively Peggy 18. raising the age limit to reflect it. Peggy 18. Yep. So the thing is with, with them, that's kind of like the ESRB ratings for, uh, for yes. the United States. Uh, you know, that is a good step in the right direction. By including Peggy and trying to get them to, uh, you know, to put that down as gambling. Um, that, of course, doesn't really do what I'd want it to do. Because Peggy does actually make it so that these games uh, are essentially warning labeled that they have gambling mechanics in them. And that's fine. That's, you know, and that is a good step. And that's going to rely on the parents to understand that there is this element to this game. And it's also going to raise the Peggy limit from age three for FIFA to Peggy 18 or more, depending on the, you know, the fact that there's gambling in there. So that's going to raise the alarm for attentive parents out there, you know, buying games for their kids. It's good. Good first step. The thing is, is, I'm kind of going to lean on the the hard line that they've put into this uh, into this report and say that they shouldn't be sold at all to kids. 
so that what this report really you know kind of focuses on is hey this is a bad you know a bad situation it's causing you know it's causing players to you know to spend an unknown amount of money you know there's they've all uh, ea is has said that is there's a a large like in the billions uh for their sales and half of it came from you know from microtransactions and some of those are loot boxes I know the the gaming industry has been super fucking vague about how much money they're actually making from loot box and loot box mechanics. Uh, and whenever a committee comes up and asks them about that, they fucking sidestep that shit quicker in hell because they don't want a committee to know how much money they made off of these uh, off of these practices. So I'm going to look at this and I'm going to say, hey, if they take the hard line, because they've got a couple options in this report, you know, they take the hard line and just completely ban these, you know, these practices and, you know, in the UK, which has happened in other countries, uh, then these companies can build the games. And if it has a loot box mechanic, they have to turn it off for that region. That is you know that's going to cut into you know cut into their revenues of course because they're not going to be able to sell them at all right you know but being that it is the uk that is a much bigger market than i think was it belgium that did it i believe so uh so that's a much bigger market than belgium that's going to that's going to hit the pocketbook even more but on top of that it starts the snowball rolling Belgium started it. It's a small snowball. UK picks it up and it rolls bigger. It's only a matter of time before the rest of the world actually comes up and says, hey, these things aren't fucking, you know, welcome in this region either. And if that happens in the US, that is a massive, massive market for, you know, for EA or any, you know, take two or whoever the fuck wants to throw, you know, these types of microtransactions into a game. They're no longer going to be available. At a point, there's going to be a breaking point. It's going to, you know, it's going to be, it's not worth it to actually build these loot boxes in games. And that's kind of going to be the win for us as gamers. Because then they can focus their time and energy in, in, in implementing a worthwhile game. And possibly just doing straight up buy DLC get this team or buy this pack and get the team players that you're looking for. Or, you know, just saying, Hey, you want X footballer. That X footballer is five bucks instead of having to roll the dice and possibly get him and possibly not. Um, and the report also really, you know, kind of points down to, uh, the, uh, the wishy-washiness of what can, what is considered gambling right now, uh, because the uh, the letter of the law is gambling has a monetary payout. You can have real world money back from it. Right. Uh, and the uh, the gaming industry has been shielding themselves from that by saying you can't get real world money back from it. But this report does go into. Uh, 
uh, into ex- you know, examples of people who do buy these loot boxes, do get these items, and then do real-world trading for them to get their money back out of them. Even if the real-world trading is against the terms of service for the company, it's still a possibility, and therefore a person could get real-world money out of it. So that really kind of jabs at the armor for you know EA, and I'm going to pick on EA because EA is easy to pick on, uh, but... You know any company that you know does loot box you know microtransactions and tries to use that as armor because it's not and the gamers know it but regulation for it on a government level they need to have proof. This is starting to you know load up the proof against this kind of you know uh, of practice and hopefully, hopefully. This opens up the eyes that, you know, that is needed to open for this, you know, this shit to go away. Finally and completely, get the fuck rid of them. Nobody needs loot boxes. And we'd be back to making quality games. Fucking please. (laughs) anybody that's reeled against loot boxes and microtransactions in the last fucking five years has just begged and pleaded to get back to making quality games. I don't know. So it does have implications also to, uh, uh, to the mobile market because mobile markets run off of having free games that have this kind of, you know, this uh, microtransaction, you know, thing to fuel their revenue. Um, if it affects AAA titles and AAA developers and publishers, it's also going to affect the little guys down there, too. And I'm, I'm just going to say little guys for mobile, but mobile's a big fucking market. So. I was going to say another bigger news. Um, GameStop is actually closing up to 200 stores right now. So I guess they posted a $32 million loss in quarter two this year. It's a source from Engadget. So 200 of their 215 stores. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know how many stores 100 and 200 stores around the world will be closing the doors that's, for good before the year's out. That's crazy. Um, um, part of that, i just kind of looking at the business model. There's a lot more people downloading stuff and doing direct uh you know, games at this point. I mean, we're on the verge of getting an Xbox that does download-only titles, right? Right. And so it kind of cuts out that middleman. And there's still people like me. I'm kind of half and half. I like to download. I, PC, it makes a lot of sense. I don't like install discs for that. With my console, I'm always battling space, not the same way that I am on my PC. Yeah. And the download speed on Xbox is not the same as it is on my PC yeah, by sure. a long shot. Um, I've got, you know... Internet that basically runs at about 100 megabytes a second, and I can still only get about 10 megabytes a second on Xbox, no matter how fast I try to make it go. I think it's the port on the Xbox, honestly. Whatever it may be. But, but the, um, yeah, so the the loss of having uh, game stops around here, um, I can only remember going into a GameStop probably once in the last year. Whereas I used to go into GameStop to pick up all of my games. 
Yeah, um, you played more console. I think on console, though, again, just kind of going back to that. Yeah. Even with the terabyte hard drive, like, you run out of space really fast. Yeah, but you can always add more. That's the thing. I mean, even if it is at a slower pay, you know, slower rate, you can add an external hard drive up to four terabytes, I think it is, on the Xbox, and have plenty of space for all the games. Um, it is the digital, uh, the digital gaming industry's really caused uh, GameStop to have problems uh, in the last few years, uh, and it's only going to get worse for them. So I completely understand. I would kind of like to see if they close, if some of the more mom and pop shops don't come back that do that exact same thing. Because well, I think the allure for that was trade in your old merchandise to get new merchandise. Right. Well, the smaller stores that do something similar, like around here we have uh, a, a chain called Vintage Stock that does some uh, of that. You know, that does but, but some they of support that. their business with a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. Games it, is not – retro gaming there is probably way bigger than new gaming. But they still have new games and they do still trade, you know, trade for games. They just – they have a limit. Whereas GameStop would take anything, essentially. They would fleece the fuck out of you, but they'd take anything for their shelves. Uh, whereas the mama pop shops are be like, okay, we're looking for X amount of units of this game. Nothing more than that. They can turn people away. Um, that's where GameStop really kind of started failing, is that they would just take anything. Uh, the other thing is... Yeah, those mom and pop shops have other things that they do. They do, you know, they do like magic cards. They do fucking albums. They've got movies and shit, all kinds of stuff in there, right? Um, and uh, GameStop was really kind of limited, mostly by their their floor space, uh, as to what that they, you know, what they could do. They started throwing the Think Geek stuff on, you know, in their stores, and and then they they closed, they shuttered the freaking Think Geek website. So you can only buy Think Geek stuff at the stores, and now the stores are going away. So what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Honestly, for the, the Think Geek stuff, always felt really like the quality of the stuff wasn't bad, but it felt almost patronizing. It was I, kind of. I'll tell you right now. I was joking about it in the middle of the show. Like you can find decent stuff at like six dollar t shirts dot com or T Public. I'm not. We're not sponsored in any way by those. No. I'm wearing an arrow to the knee T-shirt I got for six dollars off six dollar dot com. <laughs> right, it doesn't right. specifically say Skyrim, but it says arrow to the knee, or it's right. an arrow and in a kneecap. Knee yeah, it's yeah, you know. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot of other options out there, and there's a lot of like I think if you go to any of these gaming conventions, you'll see there's a shitload of stores that still provide some of those content, and some of those are official content providers mm -hmm. for the smaller companies. Right. So I, I'm not. Yeah, you belaboring can... the loss of ThinkGeek because I don't. The only cool thing I've ever gotten from there is something that I use to store my spatulas and knives in, and that's a uh, a Pip Boy huge ass mug that I can never drink anything out of, but it's huge enough to store spatulas and knives in. <laughs> right. Now, there's a couple things that you know. ThinkGeek was mostly like the uh, the stuff that you would put at an office desk. Uh, the the stuff that says, "Hey, I'm you know I'm a geek." Uh, I, I never actually bought any apparel or like t-shirts or anything from them because you could get better quality t-shirts for, for less from other places. Um, but they did have a couple things and, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of like gamer centric, you know, uh, website, you know, 
uh, marketplaces that you could go to at the time that ThinkGeek became a thing, right? It's the problem with ThinkGeek is that honestly, this can sound weird, but it's had a lot of knickknacks, but not a lot of stuff that I would actually get. Right, and it was all like fairly overpriced. Fucking keychains yeah. that were like thirty bucks and shit like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're now uh, what killed ThinkGeek was basically Amazon picked up a lot of the shit. You know, where you could get, you know, you know, you could get, you know, quantity from fucking Amazon. And if you yeah. wanted a quality piece, you'd go to Etsy because some fucking person out there is going to be that, you know, that good at crafts that's going to make a much better quality version of whatever little trinket you were going to buy from, you know, Think Geek, uh, probably for the same price or maybe a little more because it's handmade. But fucking yeah, Etsy was the place to go for that shit. Um, so yeah, GameStop going away. Uh, it's been kind of a long time coming. You know, it's been on a steady decline for a couple of years now. So doesn't surprise me at all that even more stores are closing. Then they closed like a hundred and some odd stores last year. I can't remember the specific number, I but I know that they were definitely on the decline. Yeah, so you know. You you can't sustain a business when you're losing almost five hundred million dollars a year, <laughs> and I don't think they can actually turn that around. There's there's I mean they can't even sell themselves for fuck's sake. <laughs> they so, tried. <laughs> moving along, Jason, did you find anything else? Not really. No, that's the biggest stuff out there right now, uh, other than some uh, more gameplay footage from like. Death Stranding and and Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, they don't really cover gameplay from the Japanese shows. No, the uh, they had a a one hour video that was actually kind of spoilery, so I stayed away from it. Yeah, uh, I don't like to watch extended plays of stuff that I'm not going to get to play for two, three, four months. That may be a pretty early purchase for me. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm interested in you know in Kojima's vision for. Uh, for Death Stranding, but uh, I've kind of tempered my, you know, myself on that. It's gonna be a Kojima thing, and it's gonna be like fucking weird out there. You're gonna have a cerebral experience, uh, but there's nothing really to be super hyped about. I mean, it's it's gonna be, yeah. you know, it's gonna be the same no matter when you pick it up. So, yep, you know, do yourself a favor and find out before you you know pick it up. If it's going to be something that fucking off the wall, you know, some people will bounce off it hard. I mean, I know people who can't fucking, you know, can't get their head around Metal Gear because it <laughs> it does some weird shit. <laughs> but um yeah, definitely watch it and see first whether or not you want to pick it up. And I don't think that that one hour, uh, that one hour gameplay video, I wouldn't even watch it. It's it's not worth it because Kojima could say, you know what, that was a bad idea. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So he's done it before. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I can't remember right off the top of my head. Of course, this isn't scripted. We just come up with a couple things. Um you know, to talk about every so often, you know. Well, I think the rest of the year will be fairly news light as we get really game heavy and have almost too much to play. 
Yeah. So, Jason, where can you now find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on beat Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. And now this guy. you can find our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Yes. Which is where we'd like you to listen because it'll yeah. give us some good analytics. If you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. Yes. That would help us out quite a bit. I don't even give a shit what you say. You can tell me that I suck. That's great. <laughs> tell me that deaf dogs are awesome and you suck. That would be great. That's fine. So I'm, for, I'm, I'm all right with it. Other things, though, um, find some friends of the show. We've got bmfcast.com. We've got nocorders.net. Mm-hmm. We've got cabbage that you can find on the set. Cabbage. That is KBG. Cabbage. Um, and you also have tvgp.tv. They now have the nip. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.